This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this talk, Reggie discusses the difference between religion and spirituality. He says that religious traditions often gain inspiration from living spirituality, but there is a distinction. Religions offer maps, while spirituality is the flame of meaning in one's life. This talk is taken from Reggie's upcoming online course called Awakening the Body, the Way of Somatic Meditation. To register for the course, please visit dharmaocean.org. Often we confuse spirituality and religion. Spirituality and religion are not the same thing. A religion often contains spirituality within it, uh, religious traditions that are alive and vibrant and really meeting the needs of uh, the faithful, they have within them living spirituality, but they're not the same thing. A religion in the experience of not only people in the Western world, but you know, really around the world, includes Buddhism, you know, uh, official Buddhism. Religion uh, contains, uh, religion is a map it's a map of reality that has been developed and often, as in the case of Christianity, there, there are a lot of very, very, uh, very, very thoughtful and well-read people who have worked in the realm of theology to develop a map. And uh, trust me, Buddhism has the same exact situation going on. There are maps in Buddhism that are extraordinarily sophisticated, interesting, compelling. And religions are largely uh, made up of the map that's been created because then, you know, you can build your uh, churches and your temples and your meditation halls. Uh, you can raise money because you know what you're raising money for. Um, you have uh, a lot of people who are training to carry on the orthodox tradition, whatever, however that may be understood. Spirituality uh, is very different. Uh, spirituality is the inner living flame of one's own life, of what is deepest and most meaningful in one's life. Uh, there are a lot of people, religious people, who do not really have much of a call to spirituality. They are living happily within the collective framework that religions represent. However, within those traditions and outside them, there are other people who are really, um, they're on a kind of mission, strangely. And the mission is not to propagate their religion or prove to other people they're right or try to, you know, pull people into their way of looking at things. Their mission is a mission that has to do with their own individual human life. The fundamental human spiritual impulse, if you will, or inspiration, 
is uh, something everyone feels, um, but some people uh, really act on it. And that is that each one of us as human beings feels within us some kind of very deep call to give birth to ourselves. Now you might say that, uh, isn't that strange? I mean, we were born, we, were, uh, we had a childhood, uh, whether good or bad, and in most cases it was a little more of the latter than the former. Uh, we had parenting that was uh, hopefully minimally adequate, but probably wasn't. Uh, we were teenagers. Most of us who are still alive survived. Uh, you know, the confusion, the chaos, the incredible inspiration, the excitement, the adventure uh, of being a teenager, and so on, up to being adults. So how can we talk about giving birth to ourselves? Well, the fact is that the, uh, to be a human being, and we know this not only from the tantric tradition, where I was trained, but we also know it from neuropsychology, neuroscience, developmental psychology, human genetics, you know, virtually uh, so many fields coalesce at this point. We know that the human person is in a state of continual uh, growth, continual development, continual unfolding. And this, uh, while we can easily study and understand the physical part of people growing, maturing, developing, aging, and dying. Much, much more important and significant for each human being is the inner experience of being human and the evolution of our experience, the way it begins very vast but amorphous when we're born, uh, it begins to take shape as we grow up. It becomes to narrow down as we enter adulthood and our experience becomes limited within the boundary of the ego. And then as we move on, uh, the developmental stage, interesting to talk about spirituality as an actual development stage of the human, but the developmental stage is that our mind begins once again to open up. And as people approach old age and death, you know, unless they are uh, compromised by disease uh, or, you know, some other extreme limitation, the natural evolution is that uh, their awareness becomes bigger. They begin to, and this is something that uh, Casolino in his book, Interpersonal Neurobiology, I believe, this is where he talks about it, uh, Louis Casolino. Uh, their awareness begins to include more and more. And whereas the young adult tends to view things strictly from his or her own position uh, in life, in terms of their family, uh, in terms of their ambitions for their career, whatever it may be, as you get older, your mind actually changes. And while you lose functioning in the, uh, you know, the crossword puzzle, uh, some of the typical left brain uh, activities uh, that are being touted, you know, very much, you know, having uh, the ability to uh, perform uh, complex mental functions and all kinds of things like that. Uh, whereas they, that functioning tends to go downhill, at the same exact time this other part of our brain begins to develop and we begin to see things in a much bigger perspective. We see them from a much less self-centered perspective. 
we become interested in knowing how it is for other people. We become interested in uh, our place within the totality, not just in terms of, of realizing ambition, but just simply understanding how it is with us, how it was with us, how it is for other people. Um, there's an increase in tolerance, an increase in sympathy, empathy, and even love. This is what we identify as spirituality. So through the whole human journey, there is no stopping point ever. There is no moment when we can stop and say, this is me. Because to be me in a healthy way is to be constantly, constantly changing in ways that are vertical. As I was saying last week, a vertical transformation, a transformation in our basic ex existential status. The interesting point about the uh, practicing lineage uh, is first of all that the practicing lineage brings this process of uh, opening our mind, of beginning to see things within a much bigger frame of reference, not only of um, our own life and the lives of other people, but as we shall see, even uh, in our first course here, it opens the mind to uh, engagement, sensitivity toward empathy with uh, the rest of this world, with the animal world and the vegetal world. It opens our mind to a sense of communion with the, the so-called inanimate world around us, the mountains and the rivers and the clouds. It opens our state of being to the vastness of the universe. We don't have to wait until the last decade of our life to realize this very deep inbuilt human longing and potential, which we have our whole life. The uh, practicing lineage and the way in which spirituality is viewed in this lineage is that we can step into that state of being. Download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.